Welcome back, wrestling fans, to another edition of the 20 by 20 Ring Crew. I am Joe, and back in the saddle again, my brother, my friend, Matt. Welcome back, sir. Oh, thanks. Thanks for having me back. It has been uh, a, hi- a, a little bit of a hiatus here for uh, Mateo, but uh, glad to have you back, and um, enough anniversary shows for the for the time <laughs> being. Uh, man, I, I enjoyed them, though. I'm glad you did, man. Yeah. i tell you what. I, I don't remember what it's like to do this, like, podcasting alone. And so I found myself having to drink a lot more tea and, like, calm the fuck down after a few hours because of all the talking. <laughs> yeah. Like, no bullshit. Yeah, you know, there's there's been times where I've, I've especially when we first started doing this, I was getting really bad cotton mouth. You know, I'm, I'm very much to myself. I'm, I'm a very uh, keep-it-to-myself kind of guy, but you put a microphone in front of me and tell me to talk well you know <laughs> you know how that goes out uh real quick man i, I just want to say as my voice cracked there it's been a while uh thanks again for joe for for uh for for doing the for doing the episodes when i'm when i was away and um for everyone that's reached out uh, everything's cool yeah just need some time to collect my thoughts and everything so um everything's cool but thanks so much it really means a lot for to have more than a handful of people reach out to me um, means that people are listening. So yeah, it's really cool. And uh, I'm back. This is this. You know, some people are legit. Like, are you coming back, ladies and gentlemen? <laughs> this was this was this was my my brainchild, and uh, I'm not walking away from from this thing anytime soon. So th- thanks for the concern, but uh, you don't have to ever worry about that ever again. Uh, but the one thing while I was away, you know. Good times or bad times. One thing that has always kept me going for a lot of things is has always been professional wrestling. That's why we started this whole thing. And I've absorbed just so much wrestling or lack thereof. Uh, <laughs> talking to you, Vince Russo. <laughs> bro. Yeah. Bro. bro. D- <laughs> let me tell you something, bro. No, no, don't you ain't telling me shit. Um, so before we start talking, because we're going to talk about this company, we got the, as always, wrestling on in the background, and this is WWE Elimination Chamber from February 2019. Just recently happened. I haven't seen it yet. I know Joe has has recently watched this. Um, I don't know if you watched it live or not, but uh, I did not. I watched uh, the replay. Watched the replay. And that's what that's what we're doing right now. And I, you told me good things about the for the first match. This is this is the one right here, right? Or yes, this is this, it. This is for the women's tag team championships, the reincarnation of that belt. For those who don't know, yes, women used to have actually have a tag team title in the WWE. Uh, so this is the second going, or maybe even third going. I'm not even sure, but. You said good things about this. So I'm going to be really intrigued and, and paying attention uh, for this particular match as we see Carmella and Naomi come out. And I don't know if you know this, but Carmella's in a little bit of hot water. She is. <laughs> uh, you know what? I I, but, I don't know. I don't know if it's true. I think it came out that it wasn't true. Okay. But he is going through. Uh, Corey Graves, for those of you who don't know, is going through a pretty nasty divorce with his. Uh, soon to be ex-wife or now ex-wife depending on yeah 
the state of their marriage. Um, and apparently Carmela's name was brought up in in uh, in the rumors uh, to where apparently they slept together, or so the rumor says. I just hate Corey Graves, so I do too. And, <laughs> and like he always comes across as a douchebag. So when I first heard this, whether it's true or not, he still is a douchebag. And the way he has been handling all this is very much that, like, in the manner of a douchebag. Like, he hasn't changed. <laughs> and uh, I, I know I, I've seen a lot of different social media posts, you know, and, and I think 99% of them are, are against him, you know. They're yeah. not defending him. Um, I know he's got children. Uh, I want to say two, maybe three tops uh, with this lady. Clearly, it's you know there there's like some sort of level of irreconcilable differences between the two. Um, she's not a bad looking woman, for what it's worth, for, right. for to those of you out there. But um, yeah, they're they're just they're having a, a bad go of it, and his douchiness has not stopped. And I don't think it's <laughs> going to, you know. And and to be honest with you, I'm I'm kind of surprised. I'm kind of surprised that the WWE creative hasn't even remotely tried to work this in there to get him over as an, as a heel announcer. You, you know what? Like most companies, I would say, you guys are above that. You know, don't don't do stuff like that. You know, keep people's personal lives to yourselves. But I mean, this is the WWE. This is the company that has used Jerry Lawler having an on-screen heart attack, yeah. legit heart attack. I mean, he he literally dies on camera. <laughs> you know, for those keeping the score, <laughs> and it's like let's let's make that into an angle. Roman Reigns, who oh, man, <laughs> who who announces he he has uh, his le- leukemia has has come back. And that night they decided to do a shield breakup. Not tonight. Not on tonight of all nights. Because like, you had to, you had to do it, you know, right then and there. I mean, this is this is the WWE. So this is definitely a company that if you want to get somebody over, hey, you're a scumbag that cheated on your wife. Like, <laughs> let's let's make that work now. <laughs> Again, I'm I'm really surprised they haven't done more with it. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I guess to be continued. We'll see. Maybe they're just maybe they're just like going up there, like, "Hey, what else did you do?" Yeah. <laughs> so it it could be one of those things. But um, let's get let's dive right into it. Let's let's talk about some things because you and I haven't really sat down and talked wrestling. Let's talk. Uh, let's talk WWE. And there's some things that I have to say regarding the guy who I just mentioned in Roman Reigns. Sure. Let's start with Roman. Roman Reigns on the February 25th, 2019 episode of Raw, it was announced that he was going to come out and talk about his current update regarding his uh, leukemia situation. Or leukemia. That's not a situation. It's, you know, it is what it is. And you were, you were already very much against this because this was... <laughs> This was WWE doing a cheap pop, pretty much. You know, ratings are low. Hey, let's bring Roman Reigns out there because... That's how I took it. Yeah, and you know what? Even though it didn't end up being that way, per se, it's not an unfair assessment of the situation because their track record speaks volumes of themselves. (laughs) So, Roman Reigns comes out, 
and according to him, his leukemia is in remission. Excellent news. Absolutely. It is, it is definitely great news for the man behind Roman Reigns. I forget his real name, but for for his for him and his family, we are definitely very much glad that he is yeah. You know, doing good, doing well, healthy, and, and, and all that stuff. Now this is where I become the bad guy again. And, and <laughs> this is where some of you people who are concerned about me coming back might be like, maybe you should take another vacation. <laughs> I, in no way, shape, or form, want Roman Reigns to come back. Because his time, for, for right now, because his timing is just completely off. It is horrible timing. Now I don't I didn't watch that raw, so I don't know. Maybe you can enlighten me on this. I don't know if he announced when he was coming back, or just if he did not. He, okay, he just said that he was back. So I'm gonna go with that and say this: I don't want him in a high-profile WrestleMania match because just like every other issue that I have at WrestleMania, and there's another situation I'm gonna talk about later on. WrestleMania is your biggest show of the year, and it's filled with way too much filler. Way too many celebrities, way too many old-timers, or in this case, a guy who hasn't been in a ring in over four months. Or in this case, if he, if he waits to WrestleMania, it'll be closer to six months. And now, it's like, hey, give me a high-profile match now. No. No. Not fucking happening. If, if I'm running that company... I would say the same thing that I said. Congratulations. Go get yourself in ring shape if you want to come back, but you ain't getting WrestleMania. At least not a high-profile match. The most that I would give him is the fucking pre-show battle royal. I, you know what? I, I think the moment he decided to say he was coming back, I think any any bargaining room that he had for for a match or for you know a specific program. I think it got taken off the table because, let's face it, from from a Vince McMahon standpoint, I could I could hear it in my head. I could hear him saying, "Well, now that he's back, we're going to utilize him. He is going to be part of WrestleMania, whether he wants to be or not." The only thing that would stop that would be his actual physical health. Yeah, and for them to be for them to clear him and say he's he's back completely, I think Vince McMahon looks at his as it as all bets are off and they can use Roman in any capacity that they choose to. I mean, think about it. Over the years you've had you've had guys get sick or be injured or what have you. It seems like Vince McMahon always takes that route. Like, yeah. you know, do you know, obviously take all the time off you need or what have you, but the moment you're back, you're back. And so that's why that's why I say what I say. I could be wrong obviously, but that's how I feel. My concern is the beast that is the Roman Reigns name. And it has nothing to do... I should say that. It, does, it doesn't have everything to do with, with him as, as a wrestler, but everything to do more so than how they've pushed Roman Reigns. You know, I, could, I look, at, I look at, uh, at Roman and WWE, and it's just like, it'd be the same thing if it was John Cena. Where it's just like, okay, like... We have our, our, our king back on the chessboard. We, he's got to be back. Right back to where he was. Yeah. Immediately. You know, obviously John Cena never suffered any kind of illness like this. 
But any injury that he has, a moment that he's back, you're back right where you left off. Yeah, huh? And that's that's horrible booking because that's just again, this is the company that that you know says that they're all about the future. Hey, you guys, there's a there's a spot that Roman left open. You go get that spot. Go fight for that spot. Oh, hey, wait a minute. Roman's back. Uh, sorry. Um, you can do the Battle Royal, though. That, that's for you. And, you know, Thanks for everything you put. Thanks for making Raw and SmackDown entertaining, or at least trying to. But, you know, Roman's back. He's healthy. Cancer's gone. Again, I'm happy the guy's healthy. Trust me, I am. But his timing could not have been more, more <laughs> terrible. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. Like, it would have been great, like, if he came out WrestleMania and did something of that of that nature, or come out the night after WrestleMania when everything is in kind of a transition mode. Hey, Roman's back. Because let's face facts. I get he, I get he's in great physical condition. You know, because he because he just did the what the Fast and Furious 18 movie or whatever it's gonna be. <laughs> <laughs> like and he looks good. Obviously, he you know he, he I don't know if he's put, lost weight during the process of this or, or or not, but he still looks good. But there's ring rust too. You get to you have to deal with. There's the fact that you haven't been inside of a ring yeah, since October. Since October, mm-hmm. you know, there's those you know that's a big deal. And then you're gonna put them. You're gonna put them in, in a WrestleMania match. If that now again. I'm, I don't know if they are or not, but I, if I was a gambling man on pro, pro wrestling, I would say he's probably going to be in a high-profile match because yeah, it's the probably. WWE. And just like this next match that we're going to talk about, <laughs> it's, again, you could build up a match all you want. They're really good at building matches up. But at some point on that five, four or five-hour show, you got to execute something because... I'm not excited about anything on this card so far. And I get it. We're, we're, we're only in February, early March. And there's still a lot to be said. You're not wowing me. And having, at this point, Roman Reigns is the equivalent to a Triple H. To a John Cena. To, sorry to say this, but to a Ronda Rousey. You're, you're just there for show. Yeah. You know, you're not, you're not there to... <laughs> To actually execute because you can't right now. So it's it was a really intriguing announcement, and I'm not. I know I'm gonna get shit for that, but whatever. I don't fucking care. I'm back. This is this is this is what I. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I. This is what you should expect from me by now. Um, <laughs> Matt's baby face is a remission. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, Roman Reigns, Roman Reigns is, is coming back is, is is terrible news because it is WrestleMania season and we need to focus on established guys. But I digress on everything Roman Reigns. I want to go back to the original uh, episode that we were talking about, the January twenty fifth episode, not January, excuse me, February twenty fifth episode <laughs> of. Of Monday Night Raw, so don't go looking for that January twenty fifth one. <laughs> um, first day back, first day jitters. Again. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, there was 
couple things that came about this episode. This, this was a particularly important episode, kind of. Uh, maybe important is not the right word of saying it, but things have happened more so than most episodes of Raw where it's it's 100% filler. So, Ric Flair had a birthday. Happy birthday. <clears throat> Happy birthday to Nature Boy. Ric Flair is, what is he, 70 now? Is let's, that... let's be honest. Did you really think he would live to 70? Because I didn't. No. He's he's turning out to be like the fucking Keith, Rich, Keith Richards of professional wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> Space Mountain, man. Space Mountain. <laughs> so they, they had this, this birthday celebration, and something happens. Now, before we get into that, I just... I'm not shocked that something happened because yeah, no. birthdays are like weddings when it comes to the WWE. Somebody always does something, interferes, whatever. You know, this is not, you know, your your traditional tear down the wall. You know, there's no gimmicks. This, this was not going to be that. So if you're shocked by that part, you need to watch my wrestling because uh, <laughs> that shouldn't surprise you. Uh, and for me, it lends to the whole idea of Roman, the whole Roman situation. Okay. Like, I thought, like, okay, they announced Ric Flair's birthday party on Raw. You know something's going to happen. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, Roman Reigns is coming back to update his status. I just figured something was going to happen. Yeah. And something did happen. They Everybody's out there. And stop me if I, if I get any of my facts incorrect. Everybody's out ready for Rick and Rick Flair's music hits no Rick finally we get a camera shot it's backstage and it's a beating up Rick Flair and, and then we see Batista and I, I think he says something online so I have your attention now or something like that mm-hmm. and I mean, to answer his question, he doesn't, but <laughs> <laughs> but this is going to set up a Batista versus Triple H match, which they have been plugging since last October. Yeah. Um, that sprinkles down from the 1,000th episode of SmackDown, where Batista pointed out the fact that Triple H has never beaten him. Led to a stare down, and then it was, uh, oh, I'm just kidding, like, we're supposed to have a good time. It was the return of Evolution, which was weird they did it on SmackDown, by the way, because that was a Raw yeah. faction. But, well, you know. <laughs> you know. The hell, who cares about making sense? Let's just bring them back, whatever. So, they're back, you know, they, they, did, the, they did that bit, and that was it. But, I'm not going to say that I, I saw this one coming, because I was unaware that Batista was in negotiations with WWE, Mainly because I don't give a shit. And apparently he was for at least the last couple weeks in, in talks of, of doing a WrestleMania match. And here it is. It's Triple H. And I, I guess I'll put on my my heel mask again. I wish something would happen to somebody to where this doesn't fucking happen. <laughs> and I was leaving it at that. <laughs> <laughs> this is exactly what I'm fucking talking about with WrestleMania. If anybody out there is excited about this match, and I know there's people out there that will be, please give me a legit reason to why. Because here's Batista, who hasn't been a full-time wrestler since, for the past, like, what, 10 years? Has to be at least 10 years, yeah. 
Triple H hasn't been a full-time wrestler, but roughly the same, yeah. maybe a little less, give or take a year or two. And and we're gonna put a high profile WrestleMania match. I mean the the same, and again I get the the card's not out yet, but the same roster that has guys like Andrade Andrade Almas, hungry, he's hungry, a Drew McIntyre, he's even hungrier. Yeah, you know guys like that, guys like Dolph Ziggler who's been fucking doing this forever. No, let's give it to Batista. Let's give it to Batista, who left the fucking company to make movies. And yeah, I'm a fan of, of Drax the Destroyer and his work with that. And some other small spots here and there. But he's a fucking celebrity. Triple H is not a fucking wrestler anymore. You might as well, he might as well come out as Paul Levesque because <laughs> he ain't Triple H anymore. Just because he used to be the game doesn't mean he is. And this is, this is a high-profile match. This is your WrestleMania, ladies and gentlemen. You're going to get the, you know, the 10-minute fucking entrance on some sort of motorcycle or yeah. what have you. you Stephanie's going to be on there, too, and probably wearing some ridiculous outfit. And Batista is, he's going to probably come out on a tank or some shit. Or some shit, yeah. Do that weird explosion thing that he does. And, I mean, god damn, guys. Like, <laughs> this has already turned out to be a train wreck. Yeah, it, it is, and, uh, it, <laughs> you know, more often than not, we, we plug the uh, the network, you know, because we do, we, we watch it, we're watching it right now, but uh, this, like, WrestleMania, this WrestleMania coming up isn't, it, it, right now, it doesn't seem like it's going to be a reason why we watch. I'm going to tell you what right now, go to 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash WWE Network. That is all one word. Get yourself a subscription on us. Do it ASAP. And the reason why I say that, because one, you support the show. Thank you so much for that. But two, you get first 30 days free. It's a good idea. It's a good way to, yeah. To get WrestleMania get, for free. Get WrestleMania for free. For because I, I seriously, ten dollars a month seems a little too high for this steaming pile of dog shit that we're gonna get. Because that's what it looks like right now. That is, I mean, if assuming Roman Reigns is gonna get a high profile match again, this is all assumptions. So you can go ahead and beat me up all you want, but this is also WWE. It's not like I don't know the beast that is WWE. I hope I'm wrong, but this is you're gonna get this match. You're gonna get. Uh, Batista and Triple H. Now you're you're probably still gonna get an Undertaker match. You're probably gonna get a John Cena match. You're definitely gonna get Lesnar match. And I don't care who you put them in there with. Uh, it's a Lesnar match. It's 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 gonna be it's gonna be brutal, not in a good way. It's gonna be fucking terrible. I, I mean, this right here is this is if you've never seen a stink bomb in person. Watch WrestleMania. It's one big giant fart. It's what this. It's what this fucking show is. <laughs> and we're we're just in the midst of WrestleMania season. But I I was not excited to see Batista come back. No, neither was I. I've I've never been much of a fan personally. But even if I was, like like I said, with Roman Reigns. I've said it on the show many times. I'm a Roman Reigns fan. I really am. His timing is off for Batista. It's 
just the fact that here it is. It's a guy that wants to make a paycheck, wants to... I have that hinkling to the itch to wrestle again. Oh, well, I got the show. WrestleMania will do it. You know what? Like, save his ass for the fucking Saudi Arabia show. Yeah, you know, you know what? Yeah, why not? Put, put him up there against Shawn Michaels and his wandering eyes. Like, <laughs> they're will. <laughs> They're willing to pay for that shit, so, like, let them have this, you know, this, this piece of crap. Because, as we see Shane McMahon in the ring at Elimination Chamber, it's the same same, com- same country that decided to make him the best wrestler in the world. So, I, I mean, <laughs> let, them, let them have it. Let them have that fucking goofy shit. And give us a WrestleMania that we fucking deserve, because it's shows like this that remind you to, it does not matter... How much? How big your pockets are? If you continue to push away the long-term fans, because that's what this is. It's not just you and I that feel this way. Yeah, you have your WWE marks are going to watch it. You have your your half-hearted fans are going to watch WrestleMania. But over time, it shows like this that remind you to why the alternative to professional wrestling. You know, cough, cough, AEW, <laughs> cough, cough, ROH, New Japan, why they are the places to go for any form of wrestling, whether it's, you know, the biggest show of the year or a weekly show. It's because they give you what you actually want. You want good wrestling. I'm not getting that from Batista. I'm not getting that from a 48-year-old Triple H I'm not getting that from a 50-plus-year-old with a new hip, semi-new hip now, Undertaker. I'm not getting that. Or, or, or Roman Reigns, who was, you know, for the past five, four, four, or in this case, I'm, I'm going to WrestleMania, so roughly six months, has been fighting for his life. Fuck staying in ring shape. Mm-hmm. He's been battling cancer. I'm not getting that from him. And he's the closest thing that I would get it from at this point. Because he's younger. He's an actual full-time wrestler prior to all this happening. But again, Rick Flair said it best. Time off is, is a wrestler's worst enemy. And unfortunately, he had to take time off. And it's just, timing is it's not right. But this is, this is the WrestleMania that we are going to be subjected to. And I just... I, I cannot get on board with this. I can't either. And you bring up a good point about getting what you want. So, help me out here. What was it, a month ago-ish? Yes. Where you had the likes of Vince McMahon and his family all come on TV. Oh, yeah. And tell you, tell us the fans, hey, we're, we're, li- we're going to listen to you. We're going to give you what you want from now on because we weren't doing it. And we, you know, we let things get away from us. So, you know, here's a brand new start, right? Fast forward through all that time. We have this same episode of Monday Night Raw that happened on the 25th of February. And you have Ronda Rousey. It's after a tag team match. The man comes in, Becky Lynch, and she proceeds to try to beat the crap out of Ronda Rousey. And it caused a big stir. Causes a big stir because she's suspended, so she gets escorted out by police eventually. And Rousey's had enough, 
Rousey had enough. Screw this. She grabs the microphone. She demands to see Vince McMahon right now. So who comes out? Stephanie. Stephanie McMahon comes out to address the situation. And Ronda tells her, I want you to take Becky off of being suspended. And I want you to add her to my WrestleMania match against Charlotte Flair. Stephanie McMahon tells her, can't do that. It's a hard no. So, Rhonda proceeds to tell everybody, including Stephanie, that she thought the title that she was holding was to personify beating the best that there is to offer. And because now you're telling her that she can't have the best and she can't take care of Becky Lynch, the belt means nothing. So she quietly lays the belt down in between them on the on the mat in the ring. And she basically gives her an ultimatum. Either do this or suffer the consequences. And she uses the phrase or the words, I've bled enough. I'm not one of your workers. I don't have to do this. And then they kind of like stare each other down. And she tells her no. So she leaves the belt in the ring and she walks off. I had to see this with my own eyes. That was This was one of the only reasons I actually watched any bit of Raw. And I watched it on, on Hulu the next day. <laughs> so uh, I didn't even watch it live. But hearing this, I had to see, I had to see how much of it was a work, how much of it felt like a work. Okay. Um, and how much of it is actual just gripe from yeah. Ronda Rousey, you know? <clears throat> and let's face it, she she's she's right. And and for for the record here, I'm calling this a complete work. Okay. Um, I kudos to Rousey for giving me a promo worth a shit finally. Yeah. But I bring it. I bring all this up because you mentioned getting what we want, what the fans want. And during that promo, she tells Stephanie McMahon, why won't Vince McMahon give the fans what they want? They want to see me against Becky Lynch. They don't want me to, they don't want to see me against Charlotte Flair. And Stephanie had nothing to say, (laughs) except no, that's what we have, that's what this has become now. We're, we're no longer getting what we want. Not that we ever did. Right. But we're we're officially now no longer getting what we want, and if we are, it's being done through their rules and and that stream of of booking. So it's it's like it's like the illusion of getting what we want because I guarantee you, I say that because I guarantee you, in the coming months here, before WrestleMania, it will be a triple threat. I guarantee you that. Because this is too big to ignore. This isn't something that can be pushed aside. The fans do want to see Becky Lynch in action. And they're going to get it. They're going to get her in that triple threat match. Plain and simple. But it's not necessarily going to be because the fans want it to be. It's going to be because they're going to take the time and do something they should have done with the booking all the fucking while they've been pissing their fans off. And it's it throwing in smart booking. Here you clearly have a situation that has worked out for you guys and come to a head. Everybody's on, all your fans are on fucking board. Yeah. 
they're going to make it happen. But they're going to make it happen on their own terms. Well, I will say this. The the fan base that I've been dealing with has not been too happy with the fact of the inclusion of Charlotte Flair at all. So even if they make it a triple threat, there's, there's a large fan base that doesn't want to see that match. Well, when, when Stephanie came out and said, no, you know, it's a hard no, you're going to be facing Charlotte Flair, the booze, there was plenty of booze going on. So, I, I yeah. That, read, read the room. <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, and that's... Not to say that people are, uh, you know, over overly agree with me or even, you know, know what my opinion is on this or remember it, but this has been my problem with Charlotte Flair all along. She's a fantastic worker. Fantastic. Yeah, that's that's but, never been the issue. But it's it's just like everything else that they do. They they see something, oh, you're something special, so we're going to put you in every single, you know, it's, it's like having the same meal over and over again. I love pizza, but I'm not eating every day. I can't. So even the people that say, oh, I can eat pizza every day, challenge yourself. Do it. See how fast you're going to not want to eat pizza anymore. I will never look at Charlotte Flair the same way again, or pizza for that matter. <laughs> but it's just that thing. Like you, 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 Too much of a good thing is still bad. Too yeah, much of anything. Every, everything, uh, everything should be done in moderation, including moderation. And that's what that's what the, the issue with Charlotte Flair was. It was too much of everything, too much of uh, being involved in, in the high profile matches, too much of getting over on a lot of people, and it's just as we see Shane McMahon in here now. I, I said I'm going to use this real quick here. I, I've said Shane McMahon is not the great. I'm never going to call him the greatest wrestler of all time. <laughs> he don't. he jumps off of shit. <laughs> As we see, even as we saw him do it earlier in this match at the Elimination Chamber 2019, he jumps off shit. That's that was his his bread and butter, his calling card. However, there was a time in 1998, looking back at it, where I I, I felt he's a legit worker. I, I think he's got there's something something there. He needs a little more work, but there's something there. The problem is he's a McMahon. And if you if you ever became a top wrestler in in the business, they're always going to have that asterisk. Well, is it because you're a McMahon? Charlotte's going to have that same asterisk throughout her career. You know, it's not like a Natalia who's a Neidhart or a Hart in general, where it's not the best relationship with WWE. So you becoming a top tier wrestler. There's a good chance that it's through your own, your own work. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying Charlotte has written the coattails of her father, but it's hard not to to not give her that stigma where it's like you're always in there. Well, you know the guy that that also does a lot of booking is one of Ric Flair's best friends, and it's hard not to have that that resentment because it's every single time. Again, last year at WrestleMania. The Asuka and the fetus streak. Everything, everything pointed to Asuka winning. That's what they were riding with. And comes Charlotte Flair. Charlotte Flair's the one that knocks her off and destroys Asuka. All, yeah, all that momentum just down the drain. You know, up and up until recently at the at the TLC pay per view back in December of 2018, Asuka was a joke. And what did Charlotte Flair gain from that? They didn't really run with her the way she was because. 
but they didn't run with her the way that we thought they were going to because shortly after that, she lost the fucking title to Carmella. So it's like you you defeat the undefeated, and then you drop the title to a, a scrub. <laughs> you know, sorry to all the Carmella fans out there, and it just becomes like she's just lingering there until something hot comes along, and it's like, oh, we gotta add Charlotte. It, it becomes very much like what the what they did with the Bella Twins. Where it's like, oh, they're not going to be around. Oh, hey, we're doing this Evolution pay-per-view. Oh, main event. Yeah. Got to be the main event. Why? Why? What Becky Lynch has done was taking her obscurity in the, in the company and transformed it into this phenomenon. And it's like, well, why why did why is this, why can't she be the one that faces Ronda Rousey in this high-profile match. Because it's already bad enough that Ronda Rousey's in this fucking match. <laughs> it's already bad enough that she's a champion. You know, why do we have to keep insulting Becky Lynch by throwing somebody else in there? You know, you're, what you're saying is that Becky Lynch isn't good enough. I see, I see where you're coming from. But I think all of this is just a byproduct of bad booking. Well, yeah. But... Hear me out. The whole reason Charlotte Flair is a, a necessary evil in this debacle of booking, I agree with you. I agree with you totally. But Ronda Rousey is the champion. Right. That's why Charlotte Flair is being, or that's why Becky Lynch is like the third wheel in this match. You have you have something special, truly special, in a Becky Lynch versus. Charlotte Flair match. We've seen it before. Mm-hmm. Fucking fantastic television. But neither of them are champions. Right. They want that belt defended at WrestleMania because that's their biggest platform. They're paying Ronda Rousey a fuck ton of money to perform. And clearly she's not living up to the hype that was necessarily promised. I use that term loosely. So what happens now? Well, you look to the rest of your roster, i.e. Charlotte Flair, to help get her over. So Becky Lynch is suspended. Obviously, that's a work, but they're, they're giving her time to heal. So she's healing. She's suspended. The only other way you can like, pretty much give that match the insurance that it needs to get over is to throw Charlotte Flair in there. And that, that's what I'm saying. So, the moment you take Ronda Rousey out of the equation, and I get those, maybe there's people out there who, who don't want to see another Flair versus Lynch match. I do. I don't want to see Ronda Rousey fight at all. <laughs> you know? So, if there's a way they can get that belt off of her before WrestleMania and just have another Flair versus Lynch match, that would be okay with me. Although, I don't think that's going to happen because they're paying uh, Ronda Rousey way too much to be on that roster with the company. <sighs> exactly. <laughs> I don't even know what to say to that. That sigh was brought to you by WrestleMania. <laughs> <laughs> I can't sell this shit, even if I tried. I just can't. You know, when we when we when we do plugs, we plug something that we are fans of. I'm I'm not a I'm not a fan of 
plugging things that I don't like. Yeah, or no, use. And, and and you know what? I've I've had this conversation with Matt before. Like this, this is a podcast. We do take time out of our busy schedules uh, and our lives to do this. And you know, we do have sponsors to uphold. We appreciate you guys who who use our links or or what have you that we push. But you have to remember, like, don't get me wrong, this show has a lot of sponsors available to it. Uh, we only, at the, at the this point in time, there's only a few that we actually push because we actually like them or we actually use them. Both, yeah. you know? So, you know, I'm not, you know, Matt's not going to sit here and sell you, uh, you know, fucking some bullshit product he doesn't use just because it could garner us some money. That's... That's not why we're pushing it. Yeah, it may not be the best business decision, but uh, <laughs> it's, I, it's a good moral decision. Yeah, yeah, I, I just can't, I, I can't rob you guys of that. But uh, at WrestleMania, I can't, I can't sell you that. I can sell you the WWE Network because, yeah, because uh, overall, we, yeah, we watch other stuff on yeah. it. There's tons of great shit on there. Tons of great shit. Again, it's just not WrestleMania. <laughs> 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash WWE Network. All one word. Go through us, support the show, and get 30 days free. Count the days out. Yeah. Even if you don't do it right away, count the days out. Make sure it's within thirty days, and you'll get WrestleMania for free, and therefore I'll feel a lot better. You don't have—I don't have to sell you on it, yeah, because you're getting it for free. You're getting it for free. There's been a lot of lot of a uh, lot of commotion for my my first night back, so I think it's a good time to take a break and pay some bills. So uh, stay tuned. We'll be right back. Plain and simple. This edition of the Twenty by Twenty Ring Crew has been brought to you by Amazon. Get your Amazon Prime subscription today. You get unlimited music, unlimited ebooks, unlimited movies and TV shows available through their Amazon Prime subscription, as well as free two-day shipping on many products through Amazon.com, as well as in certain areas one-day shipping. So if you are an impatient person like me, you can get one-day shipping. Is that right, Joe? Yeah. Don't forget the uh, unlimited photo storage too. I think that's. Pretty- uh, oh, absolutely. I don't have anything on my photo storage as of yet, at least nothing I could share with the public. But Ooh. <laughs> it's photos of me and Kenny Omega. Are you jealous? I, I don't even <laughs> want to talk about it. Tell them where to go. I don't, that's all I got to say. You can find more information on Amazon Prime subscriptions through us, and by doing so, you'll help us here at the show. You don't have to pay anything extra. You sign up for Amazon Prime through us. You get 30 days buy out Amazon Prime. You can cancel anytime. We still get the love from Amazon. Go ahead and check us out at 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash Amazon. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks again for hanging in there with us as we uh, pay some bills. Always thank you for listening to the show and, and supporting us uh, if you so choose to do. Um, we are we're talking wrestling as always. And in the background, we have on the WWE Network, which we seem to have a love-hate relationship with at the moment. <laughs> uh, we are currently watching the... 2019 edition of the Elimination Chamber, and right now it's uh, Baron Corbin versus Braun Strowman. It's not really a, a, a great match here to watch, but uh, it's what's on in the background. And um, before we move on, um, really quick, I just wanted to say shouts out to the NXT guys 
for finally getting some fucking love from this company. Yeah. More so than they do already. Uh, you have, uh, first of all, congratulations to the Velveteen Dream. He is your new North American heavyweight champ. I am so fucking excited about that. I think if anybody deserved a title recently, it's him. It's Velveteen Dream, there's no doubt about it. And real quick here, I, I love the the concepts. One of the f- few like rare things that WWE does that's like, look, this could work. NXT is obviously a taped show. And they they did two versions of this match. They did. It was really intriguing that they did they they they, they did that and it was one of those things where what are they going to go with? Um, that was done on purpose because they didn't want spoilers to be leaked. You like that? I do. Yeah, I, I think it's good business. I mean, shit, you've got you clearly got the production team to to pull shit like that off all the time. Right? Why not? Why not do it? And that, that leads to like potential types of businesses that other companies could start using. You know, it's companies that. Uh, Obviously, film things in advance. Potentially, not necessarily every match, but title changes, things of that nature. Like this, it could lead. Well, what, which one are they going to go with? Well, and then you de- you eventually develop more con- content for your product. Yeah, you know, especially on like home video releases. Let's say they have something like a you absolutely know, a yeah. WrestleMania or pay per view, whatever they want to release it. Well, here now you can get it with the, all the extra finishes or or, yeah. or alternate angles, what yeah. have you. Kind of like having alternate endings of a, of a movie or whatever, yeah, you know. Yeah. It's it's a it's an interesting concept, and I really enjoyed it. But as far as Velveteen Dream goes, the absolute best worker in my opinion in NXT. Hands none. down, man. Hands down, bar none. You're absolutely right. I although I do like. Uh, don't get me wrong. I I do like Johnny Gargano kind of oh, yeah. going heel again. Yeah. And and the whole dynamic between him and Champa. And then just adding another layer to that by moving them over to the main roster, at least for the interim. I don't know if it's a permanent thing for them or not. Although Gargano dropping the title, it seems like that they're headed that way. But uh, that has been a really cool dynamic to see come to fruition. That I know that storyline was you know long in the making. They had they had set that up for them to become um, partners again for I think it was like six to eight months they had that planned so to see that play out and the way it has played out officially has been really fucking cool because yeah. you know although they're together they're not together right you know they're not they're not DIY all over again and to me that's the most exciting thing about those guys and, and now you have them on uh, so far they've done a little bit of Raw and a little bit of Smackdown I'm curious to see where it goes. I really am. Uh, also, uh, the same with Alistair Black and Ricochet. Alistair Black, while I agree with what uh, Mauro Ronaldo and, and those guys said, where he's kind of done everything there's to be done in NXT, I, I wasn't necessarily ready for him to move to the main roster. I think there could have been a little more done. And the only reason I say that, usually, at least with me, usually you if, if you come to terms with a guy like doing all he has supposedly been able to do for a company and then move on somewhere else, it usually feels that way. Yeah. I watched uh, a match with him against Roderick Strong from Undisputed Era 
And it was the opening match for the episode before the Gargano Velveteen Dream match for the title. Okay. Okay, so it was the opening match on the card. And they tore the fucking house down. And and to me, the way that match played out and, and uh, the potential with him staying there, I, I don't think it's over. For me, it's not over. I think he still has a lot more they could do with him in NXT. But that's not my call. And now he's with Ricochet, at, at least for the interim, as a tag team uh, on on the main roster. It's not a good fit. It, it, it's a weird combination of guys for a tag team. Yeah. But, you know, again, not my call. And so that's where he is. So what I'm about to say next is not confirmed by any means, but this is through multiple sources, but still rumor. Uh, the reason why we saw the call-ups like we did, um, as well as the same thing as the announcement that the newly crowned women's tag team champions, uh, Bailey and Sasha Banks, being defending their title not only on, on, on Raw, which is they're both Raw contracted wrestlers or whatever, mm-hmm. but also on SmackDown, but also on NXT. Um, the the whole concept behind that, from my from what I've been been reading and following up on, is that it is meant to bring back the concept of territories within the company. Uh, if that's the case, I'm excited. I'm a territory guy. Yeah. <laughs> I know you like that, but yeah, instead, of, you know, there would be, you would still have call ups. You would still have. Superstar shakeups, or as we talked about, a, dra- a draft. It's a draft, folks. <laughs> but you would have these kind of a rotating. You know, not everybody rotating, but you know, Sasha Banks and Bailey. They're they're the attraction, so they're going to go down and do NXT. You know, for X amount of weeks or whatever, or a storyline, and that's what they would do. And you know, okay, you got. Bailey and Sasha Banks gone. Well, we need to fill the void here, so we'll bring up DIY or you know something of that nature. And that's the whole concept behind trading talent in, in the territories, you know. And, and and that's from what everything I read. That is the idea, the brainchild, if you will, of Triple H. And that is why we saw what we saw unannounced. Before WrestleMania, because usually this is like the day after WrestleMania that you would see stuff like this. Before WrestleMania, and this is going to be the future of of the company so long as Vince doesn't get in the way. And out of out of everything I've read about this going on, (laughs) I heard that the only reason Vince let this play out was because ratings were in the shitter. Yeah, which. Kind of makes me upset because had ratings been decent, they wouldn't have gave those guys that opportunity. He might have told them like, "I I don't think that's gonna work, pal." Like so, that's no. that's kind of horseshit. Uh, really quick, getting back to the newly crowned women's tag team champions. Yes, if you go back and listen to the commentary uh, going on during that match, the commentators. Seem to fumble over each other with the company's stance on whether or not 
there were ever women's tag team champions to begin with. You have <laughs> you have Beth Phoenix mention the Jumping Bomb Angels. Yes. And uh, and other women's tag teams from yesteryear who held gold with the company, mind you. Yeah. And then you have Michael Cole and Corey Graves talking about how these are first ever women's tag team champions. Completely not acknowledging the pre the the history. So I don't know where exactly <laughs> the company stands, but that commentating uh, team completely fucked up any credibility for whatever for whatever path they were choosing, whether whether they were going to acknowledge that history or not. Let's briefly here talk about. Cause I don't want to dive too much into this, but let's briefly talk about something that a. Uh, a man by the name of Bruce Pritchard said about Michael Cole. I want to. I want to hear. I want to hear your initial reaction. He says that Michael Cole is unfortunately only going to get the respect that he deserves when he finally leaves, and that he compared him to the same kind of mindset of this is this is crazy, but a Gordon Soley. You're gonna you're gonna look at me cockeyed for saying this, but I agree with him. Okay. Do you know why I agree with him? No, I want to hear this. And this is my opinion, folks. You could again hate tweet me at twenty x twenty crew on Twitter, but um, I might. Please. <laughs> so, I you know me. I'm a territory guy. Yes. Gordon Soley is, for me, one of the upper echelon commentators ever. Right. Highly respect Gordon Soley. But I think what Bruce Pritchard might be trying to say here is look at the landscape that is wrestling commentary these days. With the exception of probably Mauro Ronaldo, mm-hmm. everybody else is just meh at best. You got Ian Ricca Jabroni over in Ring of Honor who, who, who doesn't do anything for me. You have Cole Cabana who, who doesn't really do anything for you. Fair point. Um, most of the other WWE commentators don't do shit. The reason he's saying Michael Cole's only going to get the respect that he deserves once he's he's gone is because I think he thinks there's not going to be anyone even that worth a shit after Michael Cole leaves. Because you're not having JR there. He, JR, JR, even though JR's with the company as like a sort of ambassador or what have you, He's not out there teaching the commentary team to do shit. Mm. That that's not his job anymore. And you don't have anybody doing that. You don't have. I mean, there's there's a difference between Vince McMahon micromanaging you and overproducing you in your ear in yeah. your headset, right? And then there's something completely different where he's tr- actually trying to teach you how to commentate well. But he can't even do that because he sucks at commentating. So I think that's what Bruce Pritchard meant to articulate. I could be wrong. I, I can see that. I, I think a lot of it too, though, with Bruce Pritchard, it's a lot of um, kissing ass and sucking dick to get a job, certain job back. And he did, which he did. So it worked. But um, yeah, I, I I can see that. But let's 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 be honest, though. I mean, it's not like I, I get that assessment, but Michael Cole 
should never be considered in the likes of Gordon Soley. Michael Cole is nowhere near, <laughs> nor he will he ever be near the likes of Gordon Soley. Or let Jim me just, Ross. Or Jim Ross. Let me get that, <laughs> let me get that straight out. I, yeah, sure. I knew what you meant by that. I knew what you meant. Um, no, what? how you explain it makes definitely brings light to it. But, uh, yeah, My, Michael Cole doesn't get respect because he's... He's not good. He's not good. And for somebody who's been in this business for well over 20 years, you know the worst part about it, I don't get the sense that he's an actual wrestling fan. Well, and, and that's the thing, too. You know, it's one thing to mess up someone's name, like a mispronunciation or something like that. You and I have watched matches within the past year yeah where he's called a wrestler by a different name completely yeah and it's like how the fuck do you get you know the fucking Miz mixed up with Mark Henry <laughs> you know yeah yeah two completely different guys they look completely different like how the fuck does that happen Michael Cole do you not like you have one job you're not out there wrestling you're not, you know, you don't have other shit to do. You're a commentator. You comment, commentate on the product. And it's it's crazy, too, that Mauro Ronaldo gets looked at poorly because he gets too hyped. He's a fucking super fan. This is what he does. Like, he's... And it's it's, it's funny that... Because even fans were, were like that, too. But it's like, what makes him any different than Jim Ross? When Jim Ross got super hyped during... I mean, besides the fact that he doesn't fuck up people's names. <laughs> like, it's the same thing. Same concept on paper. Like, it's, he's a, a super fan. Yeah. There's a reason why he gets invited to... Or, not well, not necessarily invited, but hired to do high-profile boxing matches. He's a fucking super fan. He yeah, knows his he shit. He knows his shit. You know, there's a reason why... On top of WWE, he's also hired by Bellator to do Bellator fights. Because UFC wasn't hiring yet. Because I guarantee you, they would, they would love to have somebody like him. Yeah. You know, him and Joe Rogan doing commentary together would be fantastic. It would. But Bellator's where it's at, and he's a super fan. He's a combat sports guy that loves professional wrestling. He he got his, his, his name... In professional wrestling here in the states, by doing New Japan commentary, you know what? He's gonna be okay. He's he's got uh, he's got job security for quite some time because he knows his shit. He's a fan. If they get rid of him for one for one reason or another, you have Tom Phillips. <laughs> Fuck Tom Phillips. <laughs> but Morrow can go anywhere. Like he can go to ESPN. He could. You know, he's that good. And he again. It pays to to you know love what you do. Yeah, it it shows. If you're a legit wrestling fan, you know when they say we have the best seat in the house, he's one of those guys that actually means it. He loves what he does, and it's unfortunate that they had the bullying situation with him and JBL in the past because yeah, fuck JBL too. Yeah, fuck him. It, it played out poorly because they pretty much said, "Ah, oh, well, fuck it, you know, you can go," and then he left and he did the fucking McGregor Mayweather fight. You and I don't care for that fight very much, but no. it's, it's a high-profile fight <laughs> or or fights. <laughs> uh, it was a work, guys. It was definitely a work, but um, he's doing that. He did that commentary for that. So 
it's like, huh, maybe we should bring this guy back. And, you know, NXT is where he where he where he was sent, which is fine because that's the better roster anyways. Yeah. So <laughs> wasn't like it was a downgrade. But <laughs> <laughs> speaking of JBL, I know I'm going off topic here, but I finally watched that uh they had the episode of Heat with them versus with the Acolytes versus Public Enemy. Oh dear God! And I finally watched it. it, it was holy, I right? Did they not get the piss beat? Holy out of them? shit! Yeah. And then here, J, because obviously both members of Public Enemy are no longer with us, they can't really speak on it anymore. Hearing JBL talk about it, it doesn't add up. It no. just it doesn't fucking add up at all. No, to what he's saying. Holy fuck, what a piece of shit. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, like, yeah. Like, public enemy are completely caught off guard. <laughs> like, damn. <laughs> it, it's, it's just like, it, it's almost like uh, scolding a child and not giving them a reason. They're like, what did we do? Yeah. What did we do? Why am I getting beat? Be- because there were, there were so many parts where, you know, we, we see false finishes in this business. There's so many times where there's like, you know, you can pin us. And there's like, nope, we're going to keep beating the shit out of you. Like, it was crazy awkward just watching it. No, knowing what was going to happen, it was still awkward. And like, they made a fucking beeline to that ring and just beating the shit out of them left and right. I mean, it was. Yeah, anyways. Did you see Did you see the, the footage of the Lex Luger match? I had linked mm-hmm. to you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. ProWrestlingStories.com did a an article on a match from 1987 involving Lex Luger, a very green Lex Luger, and the legendary Bruiser Brody in a steel cage. And Lex Luger reacts much the same <laughs> way Public Enemy did. Like, <laughs> I don't know what I did to to offend you, but like, why why am I getting the shit beat out of me? Because at some point in that match, Bruiser Brody just stops selling for Lex Luger. And then he proceeds to beat the piss out of Lex Luger. So much so, to where Lex Luger's looking at the referee, who happens to be Bill Alfonso. And he's like, like, you see him with his hands, like, what is he doing? You know? And then he proceeds, like, he's like, screw this. And he had enough, and he climbs over the cage, and he leaves the ring, allowing Bruiser Brody to win. But, yeah, it was very much the same reaction with Public Enemy. Like, why am I being beat up, you know? Yeah. It just makes me wonder, like, what do you do in that situation? Yeah. You know? <laughs> um, I think I'm done talking about WWE tonight. Yeah? Yeah. You sure? I, I think so. All right. Well, want to talk about wrestling now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Yes, I would love to talk some wrestling with you. All right, so let's let's start with this. All right, let, let's <laughs> let's start with with this. So during my my vacation, if you will, there was an opportunity to score some very lucrative tickets. Yes, <laughs> and I, I I'm sorry to say that I I failed. I did not like so many out there did not get tickets. But uh, there's a little show called Double or Nothing happening on May 25th. That is uh, Memorial Day weekend, if I get my holidays correct. It is happening at the MGM Grand Garden Arena in Las Vegas, Nevada. Now, I had the hotel booked. Yes. I had the MGM booked. Mm-hmm. I was, I mean, plane tickets I can get, you know, no problem. So I didn't have those booked. 
And all I needed, the last piece of the puzzle, was a ticket at a least. Ticket, yeah. You know, I mean, preferably two tickets, but one. I was just you know gone by myself to see the show. But I could not beat four minutes. Four minutes. That's all it took. All it took. We were in line. Uh, my wife actually, because my job, uh, you know, I. It depends day to day where I'm at or you know how where I can be on my phone. Where she's more of an office type job, so she's like, "Well, I'll, I'll get in line for you." And I told her, <laughs> I was like, "Look, all in was really tough to get tickets for. We didn't get tickets technically through the website. Right? No, we had to go through uh, you know a secondhand site, a reseller, if you will, and." I was like, if you don't get them, you don't get them. I was like, don't feel bad. Like, I'm prepared for for that for that news. A half hour goes by, and I I get notification through AEW All Elite Wrestling's Facebook page that they are sold out in four minutes, and they're thanking everybody. And she's still in line. So <laughs> So I just I just let her know like you could just X out of everything like it is they are gone. They are fucking gone. And then they you know, real quick here, they also tweaked the the seating, the chart. seating chart to add more seats and again they were gone. I mean you could blink and they they were gone. I, yeah, so. I wanna say it was like thirty five seconds. No yeah. bullshit. Yeah. So I mean this was Crazy impressive numbers. Don't get me wrong. I am bummed out by the fact that I I, I can't go and be part of history because I'm not I'm not doing it this time. I'm not I'm not giving in to the resellers. They can they can kiss my ass. Yeah, uh, I'm not doing it. Um, All Elite Wrestling is is trying to persuade people not to be that way. They have come up with alternatives and they've done a great job to try to help out the fan and paying a fair price for their shows. Um, We'll see how that goes in the future, but as as bummed out and as upset I am as I am for not getting a ticket, I cannot be more happier and proud as a wrestling fan that they did this. Yeah, this is great. It's, it's it's great for the business, and four minutes, man, four minutes, and that's that's not a small venue. You know? No, it's not. It's not a small venue. And uh, four minutes, they they did over twelve thousand tickets. And then, if you factor in the other thirty five seconds for the the extra tickets, now we're looking at over fourteen thousand seats. And still under five minutes. And still under five minutes. So kudos to those guys. If you're like us and you couldn't get tickets, it's okay. We got you covered. So. What is that? Labor Day weekend? Memorial Day? Memorial, Memorial Day. Day weekend. I always get the two confused. <laughs> Memorial Day weekend. I'm fucking horrible with it too. Memorial Day weekend. Grab your favorite seat of the couch. Get your fucking snacks. Invite your friends over. We're gonna hook you up. You ready? Twenty X Twenty Crew dot com slash podcast slash fight. That's F I T E. Now you have to sign up as a brand new user for Fight TV. But if you do it through our website, we're going to give you $15 in credit right off the bat. Now, it ain't going to pay for the entire fucking pay-per-view, but we're going to get you off to a good start. 15 bucks is a good, good chunk of change. Yeah, better than nothing. Absolutely. It's better than nothing, and you get to watch double or nothing. 
20x20crew.com slash podcast slash fight. F-I-T-E. Do it. Brand new user. That's all you got to do. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I, I can't stress enough on, on Fight TV. They have so much pro wrestling to offer. I mean, and it, and it isn't just pro wrestling. They have other shit, too. Yeah. But M- there's tons of pro wrestling. MMA. You got Muay Thai, boxing. They even got that that, that bare knuckle fighting. That's, that's pretty yeah. interesting stuff. I'm, I'm a fan of that. It's crazy shit. I mean, it's all there. They they get, not only that, but not everything is you have to pay for. You can watch stuff. Oh for yeah, free. there's tons of free shit tons too. Of free yeah. Shit. Yep. So, I you know, I I can't stress enough how much I love Fight TV. They have a a, a, new, a newish app that you can get you can use now, so it's even easier, more user friendly to watch. And I don't know if if you guys know this or not, but when you pre-order pay-per-views through them, such as Double or Nothing, yeah. They give you even more credit. There you go. So you could you could easily be getting, uh, you know, like one, two, or three shows for free on us if you if you sign up for this deal. Folks, save money, save money, watch wrestling, and on top of all that, they just announced they are now affiliated with Honor Club. That is so fucking cool. Honor Club uh, doesn't have a streaming service yet with every streaming device, like like a Fire Stick, for example. But Fight TV does, and if you are a member through the Honor Club, guess what? You can now watch everything on the Honor Club through Fight TV at no additional charge. So more platforms to watch, more wrestling. I can't wait. You mentioned Ring of Honor, and uh, they've got the G1 Supercard coming up, co-branded with New Japan Pro Wrestling. Major announcement for for those two companies and that card. You have the Gorillas of Destiny, brand new New Japan Heavyweight Tag Team Champions, beating Evo and Sonata. They're going to pit title versus title against the Briscoe Brothers of Ring of Honor. Winner take all. How fucking awesome is that? Someone is going to leave that night dual champs. <laughs> but but I, all four guys are going to leave that night sore as hell. <laughs> I tell you what. Dude, I, I, for me, that card alone, that match alone, it's like take my fucking money. The, the beatdown the public enemy got on an episode <laughs> of Heat is nothing compared to what you're going to see. You got two brothers, two 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 pairs of brothers that just love beating the shit out of people, and yeah. it's, oh, yeah. that's what this is gonna be. Um, and then on top of that, we know Jay White was gonna be defending that IWGP Heavyweight Title. Yeah, brand, brand new champion, brand too. new champion against the winner of the New Japan Cup. Whoever said the Bullet Club is dead, man, <laughs> you're wrong. It's the beginning of the Cutthroat Era. Telling you right now. Wrestling, good wrestling never dies. It just evolves. Yeah, there you go. And there you go. So that's that's Fight TV. AEW, man. Like, what's everything that we, because you and I haven't sat down and really talked about AEW. <laughs> no, no, we and, haven't. You know, we, we've texted back and forth, and, and, and then, you know, we posted things on, on our Facebook page, and it was, this is really the first time. I mean, what is. What what is your feeling going into the first show? What is your expectations? You know what I. I think the only expectation I have at this point is 
I want it to be something as close to all in as possible. Yeah. If you can provide me a show of that nature again, I am completely sold. I know there's been a lot of talk like, oh, you know, until you guys have an actual card happen, you're just a t-shirt company. You know, you're, <laughs> yeah, you hear stuff like that. And it, and don't get me wrong, there's a little bit of truth to that, I guess, depending on perspective. But it's clearly they're not they're not walking into this blind. You have plenty of, of seasoned wrestlers getting in there, and now you know you have basically the elite guys running the operation side of things. So you're not you're not without. You have Tony Khan pumping a hundred million dollars into the company right off the bat. Yeah, at start. You know, so they're not walking into this with with a similar situation like ECW or or, or some other small fledgling promotion. No. They're they're going to be an indie indie promotion on steroids. Well, for for lack of a better term, let's 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 even put this in perspective. Let's go back to two thousand two, with with TNA. TNA had a bigger startup than most indie promotions. Nothing compared to what AEW is going to have. Yeah, no, the, TNA didn't start with a hundred million dollars. Exactly. Nowhere near it. No, nowhere, nowhere near it. And on top of that, they don't have a fucking Jarrett running it. So that's, oh, thank it's a, God for that. It's a, double, it's a double plus. But, I mean, I keep hearing all the negatives. I keep hearing you don't have a TV deal. you got to have a TV deal. First of all, you don't have to have a TV deal. This is, again, 2019. If, you, if, you, if that is your opinion, again, I, I said it earlier, watch more wrestling. Yeah, but, but for those who, who absolutely think they need a TV deal, guess what? It's already in the works. It is in the works. Tony Khan, uh, you know what, a a really good uh, article, a really good interview to listen to is Tony Khan on Chris Jericho's podcast, where he talks about all this, and he he clears the air once for all, they're not in competition with the WWE, that's not what this is about, they're trying to be an alternative to such a product. Add to that... He understands that he could probably benefit from a TV deal, and they are working on one, but not for the reasons you think. He's all about the product having a high production value, much like the WWE. He wants he wants to take that aspect, but apply it to actual professional wrestlers. Oh my God, did the earth just shake? That's, yeah. Somewhere, I Sounds think, like a I, bunch of hoopla to I me. think in fucking Venezuela it's raining frogs right now, or some, <laughs> something akin to that. But, yeah, uh, he. if you listen to the podcast, uh, which I have, you, you hear, you hear a businessman who is clearly a fan of good entertainment and wrestling, and he wants to marry the two. And, and he brings up a good point. He, he talks about the attitude era and the success that that era had he points out that you know back then there was a lot more high production wrestling shows on television which is not what's going on right now yeah. you have you have one high production company doing multiple shows but that's not quite the same thing and they're all 
pretty lackluster these days, minus NXT, and that's not even on TV. Right. It's a really interesting episode to listen to. Please go listen to it on Chris Jericho's podcast. But getting back to Tony Khan, he has he has the, the proper mind frame going into this. I'm not worried at all. He's he's done he's done the hard part as far as I'm concerned. And that's having actual professional, good professional wrestlers show up and be signed to this company. Yeah. You can say what you want about the elite guys, but guess what? They're making you talk. They're getting you to watch wrestling whether whether you like them or not. They're doing their job. Kenny Omega, hottest fucking free agent in the world. You can't fucking tell me that's not the truth because 90% of you fucking WWE marks out there... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh my god, he's going to be in the Royal Rumble, blah, 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 blah. He's going to do this at WrestleMania. You got Nia Jax. Congratulations. <laughs> so, yeah, no. AEW, I'm not worried. I can't wait for Double or Nothing. And just because they're doing it in such an untraditional or unconventional manner, I think that's where a lot of the the negative publicity comes from. And it's a shame. It's a shame that yeah. we, we have to sit here and explain that. Guess what? You don't really need a fucking TV deal to be successful. You don't. You don't need um, certain traditional aspects of the business to be successful. And before we even mention AEW in this argument, you can look at New Japan. You can look at Ring of Honor. They have all been successful. Well, Jesus Christ! And for WWE marks, just, just look within your own fucking company. <laughs> NXT. NXT. Yeah. NXT doesn't have a TV deal. They've been on TV one time. One episode of NXT has been on television since its inception. Well, my, minus the what I call the game show version of NXT when it first started. <laughs> and they're barely promoted. It's not like they're heavily promoted on Raw and SmackDown. Those tickets sell out way quicker in any fucking city than Raw and SmackDown tickets. I mean... That's that's that is your proof right there. You're looking for, you you're looking to be right. Well, you're wrong. And your own company <laughs> says that you're wrong. Um, yeah, there's so many big things that are potentially already happening or, or, or rumored to be in the works. I'm excited by a potential already talking about potential video game. Me being the video game player that I am, if that is the case, because one of the things that they are doing, which could be in implemented in the game like back in the old days, is cross-branding with the companies. AAA, OEW, based out of China. You know, you, you have those partnerships going. Like, that. that's... I mean, that's... I'm going way ahead of myself, but, like, that would be awesome, like, back in the old days where, you know, you had multiple companies represented in one game. But, more importantly, that's those multiple companies are happening with the real-life partnership in the wrestling product. And AEW, Double or Nothing, does have a card... Yeah. <laughs> Already, you know, it's you know, it, we're this is March. This is early March that yeah. you know you guys are listening to this, and we're talking about something that is over two months away. And I mean, let me just briefly run down this card real quick. You got you got Adam Page versus Pac. Already take my money. Yeah, and that's Already. and that's one half of your main event. There, that's one half of your main event. Okay, mm-hmm. SoCal Uncensored versus SEMA and two members of. Uh, OEW. OEW. Holy shit. In a six-man tag. Yeah, for those of you who don't know, SEMA is essentially 
pro wrestling trainer extraordinaire at this point. Yeah. Legendary. Right. Absolutely legendary. You think about uh, all the top guys, top indie guys that have made a name for themselves over the past 10 to 15 years. Sema has had his hands on that man. One way or another. I mean, he's, he is that good. He is that well-respected. He really is a legendary trainer. And for him to be not only a part of this company in partnership with them, but also be uh, be a part of the actual card yeah. is, is something fucking special. It's a good way to, to start it up. Yeah. You know what I oh, mean? my God, yeah. Uh, you got... Uh, Dr. Britt Baker, Nyla Rose, and Kylie Ray in a three-way match. I'm again. That's another aspect of this company that I'm really interested in because you know they want uh, they want to promote uh, female wrestlers as an equal booking. Yeah, and you know we've had ever since this this whole AEW thing has started to come to fruition, you've had other promotions kind of step up their their female game. Even the WWE, I mean, you and I just talked about um, the Boss and Hugs connection. What a stupid fucking name. But <laughs> That's Sa- why I, did, I didn't yeah, say it. <laughs> Sasha Banks and Bayley winning the inaugural tag team Women's Tag Team Championship for the WWE, but you've also had Smiling Kylie Ray win the freelance heavyweight title. Out of the fucking blue. Yeah. No one expected uh, that to happen. It was just uh, like a very last minute circumstance. Shout out to Freelance Wrestling. Shout out to Freelance Wrestling. Yeah. As well as Kelly Ray, Chicago's own. Yeah. But, I mean, I I think this is awesome. I think this is awesome for wrestling as a whole, not just for female wrestling fans or female wrestlers. Right. Um,. You got another over-the-budget battle royale, which we could very well see a stipulation added at some point. I'm excited, man. And it's a good way to introduce younger talent. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's not just going to be younger talent, but it's a good way to introduce younger talent or lesser-known guys. Throw them in there, let them do their thing. Uh, Guys and girls, for that matter. We do know that Cody's booked in the match, but we don't have his opponent yet. But what we do have is two of these two other matches. We have... The Bucks, the Young Bucks versus Lucha Brothers. Again, right That's there. Finally take, happening. Just take my fucking money, man. Yeah. Oh my god. Best best tag team two of the best tag teams in the world. And and then the rematch. The rematch from Wrestle Kingdom twenty eighteen. Jericho versus Kenny Omega. Fuck. That's your other main event. That's by your the other way. main event. And man, like that right there, that's this isn't a complete card. I, I can no. tell you that right now. No, it's you know? not. So you got two two more months to <laughs> to, to garner more matches. I mean, this right here is is money right here. This is money right. Here. This this right here, I would be you know they they sold out a show that didn't have a card yet. They sold out, and this is your very first show. So you you know people those people are right. You know you don't really have anything yet. Until you go out there and deliver. But if you take all in and you give me something close to that, you've already surpassed my expectations. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because all in was something special. It was. And it wasn't just because we were there. No, no. I, like, I, it would have had the same effect on me if, if you and I watched it on a television screen. Right. And I just actually watched it this past week. And... 
it just took me back to what a wrestling show should be. It is the ultimate variety show, and that's what you got. You got technical wrestling. You got storytelling. You got comedy. You got brutality. <laughs> all in one fucking package, and that right there is professional wrestling done right. And I think that's what these guys are going to deliver. And I, I, I'm, I'm ecstatic because every single match on that card... Even some of the those that you know, maybe I, I don't know too much about, but they're there for a reason, and they you you're you're excited to give them that chance because if you're going to be signed by these guys, there's usually something about you. You know, you're obviously talented, but more importantly, you're hungry. Yeah, and that's and I think that's what's going to make AEW successful is that if they continue to have this mentality that you know if you want to be the best you got to go out there and you got to perform and you got to deliver and it's you know it's that's how not that again this is professional wrestling i get it it's you know it's stage and all that stuff but that's how sports should work you know if if you want to win a championship you want to be the philadelphia eagles and win a super bowl well you got to fucking be hungry for it or it's not going to happen you want to be the cubs and win it in 2016 you got to be fucking hungry for it because if you lose that hunger you ain't gonna win nothing, yeah. And that's how wrestling should be, even, even whether it's stage or not. So if you're Ronda Rousey and you want to be a, a professional wrestler, you gotta fucking want it. <laughs> and it's very clear that she doesn't. Full circle. Yeah, yeah. So, anyways, uh, AEW, I'm excited about. It. I, I, you know, fully excited about it. They've had two uh, press conferences already, and that was enough. I mean. The moment that they announced the company back on, on January 1st uh, was enough for me. But, again, to have the level of of, of talent that they have, and we, we don't we haven't even touched the surface of it, like, you know, scratched the surface with it. MJF, you know, Joey Janela, you know, I mean, so many other guys that and girls that have signed with the company that are not on this card as of yet. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's great, and... It's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting to see what happens post double or nothing, and and or or even the months leading up to it. So, something to look forward to, ladies and gentlemen. It's good to have alternative. You can fucking bash it all you want, but it's good to have options. It is. Absolutely. I mean, it's not like I mean, maybe some of you out there, but it's not like you have fucking stake in WWE. Why does it have to be the only fucking player in town? Yeah, I, I'll never get that. But what? yeah, variety is the spice of life. It's good to have options. And uh, luckily for you guys, we have options on how to get a hold of us on social media. Facebook.com slash 20x20crew is our official Facebook page. Come talk to us. Facebook.com slash groups slash 20x20talk. Where you can sit and chat with Matt and myself and, uh, and a host of others. Also, uh, we're on Twitter. Twitter.com slash 20x20crew if you want to come hate tweet us. <laughs> uh, we're also on Instagram. Instagram.com slash 20x20crew. Uh, you can email us. We take uh, episode requests. We've done we've done a few already um, over our, our small tenure here in the podcasting world. Uh, 20x20crew at gmail.com uh, and then we're also on YouTube. Uh, we have our own channel. Hit that subscribe button, folks. 
all the support we can get would be greatly appreciated. Uh, for more information on our YouTube channel, you can always go to 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash YouTube, all one word. And then, of course, uh, our home on the web is 20x20crew.com, where we have all of our past episodes, merch, links, something as simple as timestamps for each episode, where you get to learn learn about other stuff that uh, we may not have covered in an episode or on a show. So... Um, with that said, I, I think it's time. This, this is the go-home speech, man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's been fun, fun being back. Yeah, welcome back. And, uh, man, I'm glad to be back and, and everything like that. So until next time, I've been Matt. He's been Joe. You've been fantastic, ladies and gentlemen. And until next week, we will see you see in the you ring. Doing.